Ladies and gentlemen, you're good timing with a good timing buds. I'm Austin. And I'm Kevin. Welcome to the show. So, uh, we're going to start off the show by talking about last night. We went to the Helium Comedy Club up in Portland. Portland, yeah, famous and, uh, club. Like, a lot of famous comedians uh, really swear by the yeah, Helium a lot. Club. Yeah, Joe Rogan loves it. I would, yeah, now that I've been there, there are so many comedians I would like to see there. Yeah, it's such a sweet venue. Well, it's like an intimate venue. Like you're right up against the stage. <laughs> it's like what two fifty max. Yeah, max. Max. Oof. Probably yeah. two hundred. Hundred hundred eighty. I mean, we were ten feet from the stage. Yeah. Ten yard. We were. We were ten, ten yards. yards. Because there's. We could have been ten feet from the stage, so it was open seating. It's it yeah. might, it's probably not during you know the bigger shows. Oh yeah, but, I'm sure it's not. Um. Yeah, but I understand why they say they like it. At least I think I do. Because comedians always talk about, like, they like the intimate closeness when they're doing, like, especially a comedy special. Yeah. Because, like, there's something about everybody being kind of smushed in in the dark, like, real close. It's almost like a tribal thing of, like, gathering around the the, the, the fire yeah. to hear somebody tell us some grand tale. Yeah. And then on top of that, they're funny as fuck. Like, and so I think it creates this real energy. Part of the reason I wanted to go, <clears throat> obviously, was because it's an open mic night, but I also wanted to see what it was like, uh, like, because I want to try it, you know? And honestly, that, that seems like a pretty good spot. Even, like, for my first time, it seems like it would be pretty hard, but once you wa- once we watched those people go, mm-hmm. the crowd's not too big. Like yeah. Because they, they don't even let you sit up in the booth or anything. You can only sit right in front. Yeah. And you you wouldn't even really be able to see them with the lighting. Well, that part's and, for sure. And, like, it's not like all the some of those guys were pretty bad. Yeah. Some of them were really good. Yeah. But most of them were, like, pretty much just average. So even if you bomb, you're bombing compared to somebody who's just mostly doing average. Yeah. Instead of a bunch of really good people. Like, I, like I thought, honestly, that there was going to be more people... That were like the couple really good ones, which I would personally because like one of the guys that intimidated me the most was that black guy that when I was out smoking a cigarette told me that he'd been doing it for twelve years and he was like forty. Which, years which old. guy was that? He was the second to last guy before the closer. He was just the the last black guy that was kind of older and didn't even really tell that good a joke. Oh yeah, yeah, he didn't. He was also the guy in the bar that was talking about LeBron James, like oh. right at the end of the bar. He was that guy. Um, but, like, honestly, it, that, that seems like it wouldn't be that as intimidating as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Once it started. And they just keep it going. So even Wait if you, till you get those eyes in no, the lights, though. I know, I know. But even when they, even when you bomb, they just keep it going. So the next Yeah, they do, there, like, a good job of, like, yeah, you don't have to, like, get out there and get roasted. Yeah. Or... But at the same time, last night we had a great, like, it was a great crowd. It was crowd. a great crowd other than that one guy that happened to be right up front. Yeah, that guy. But. Yeah, that guy was loud. He was definitely hammered. Turns out it was one of the guy's uncles, though. One of the better comedians up there that yeah. night. But I would disagree. I thought there was more, I thought there was more talented people than a bunch of average people. I thought there was actually quite a few that were, that, like, 
I mean, they needed work, but in yeah. terms of like getting a laugh, yeah. I laughed through the whole but thing. I'm not like, saying that they were great comedians, but, I feel but like, they were able to make the laugh. I feel like if I wrote a joke, let's see. Now here's the thing: is I don't know how confident I would be with it once I got on stage. But I feel like if I wrote a joke and told it confidently in that crowd, I would at least get some laughs. Yeah. The the problem is, is I, I, yeah, once you get the lights on you, you don't know, obviously, how you're going to handle it. But Well, I think you need to, <clears throat> I think you need to at least practice it out loud a little bit. Yeah, it's always been such a weird feeling for me. Like, even in speech classes, my teachers always told me to do that, and I just was like, mm. No, I mean, I don't, I don't like it either. Like, I get it, but uh, what... Here's the thing. It's going to be your first time up there, and the lights are going to be on you, the pressure's going to be on, and you're going to forget something oh, to okay. some degree, and it, it just pays to have a little muscle memory, so to speak, yeah. to at least spark something that'll get you the next you know, joke or something. Yeah. And that's the thing. You have three to five minutes, yeah. which doesn't seem that long, but at the same time feels like an eternity. The first... <laughs> Yeah, the first guy went up, didn't even talk into the microphone. Didn't even use the microphone. They were gonna yelled. cut his mic, and then they had to play him off with All Star. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you're also gonna want to time it a little bit because often things are way shorter than you think yeah. they are when you say them. Yeah, but the thing is, if I end short, I'll just fucking end it. Like, yeah. If I, I mean, if I have to. But, I mean that. That cl- and it was everything was reasonably priced. Yeah, I got four cocktails and a meal for thirty five bucks. Yeah, no shit. Let's see, I bought. Well, let's see. We got gin and tonic at the bar. You got three more in the. Yeah, and then three. And then didn't we get a beer? I never got a beer. You might have, but I never did. I had to drive home, so I couldn't drink that much. You know. Of course, got to be responsible. Got to be responsible. Got to be responsible. It's a lesson for you kids out there. That is a lesson for you kids out there. Pace yourself if you have to drive home. That's right. Uh, so, I mean, do you have sort of like a timeline on like when you think you're gonna you're gonna go up? Oh, it'll be soon. Yeah. There's like a comedy. Th- well, I gotta look into whatever the fuck you're talking about in Salem. Yeah. But um, there's also that Mac Club is having like a comedy competition. That's right. For amateurs, so it's like fuck. I might as well. Yeah. Maybe get like a. $25 When's that? Amazon. I don't know. Ian was telling me about it. So I have to talk to him. Got a lot of shit coming up in these next like few weekends. Yeah, there's always shit going on now, dude. It's fucking. Once the sun comes out, once the sun comes out in Oregon, like, like you're I, booked. I, you're I, booked every weekend. Like people always act like the holidays are the busy time of the year, but honestly, during the holidays, I pretty much have nothing going on. Yeah. So like the busy time of the year for us is like springtime. Yeah. And right before, like right, once you can start farming, pretty much right after February. Yeah. And then it's like that's the busy time. And now it's uh, yeah, things are starting to things are starting to get moving. People are starting to work later. We're actually the we're, sun is staying out so fucking late now. I know. That's we're gonna need to give a call to Mexico Jones one of these we days. We are gonna get him back on the show. He's got me back up here. We gotta get some little farming report going. Yeah. On. We're going to get out on the local scene. Yeah. So uh, let's tell them what, they, uh, what we got coming up on the show, Kevin. All right. Uh, first, we're going to talk about uh, survivalists. It's that, it's that time. It's that time of year. In, in America. 
where gotta everything's get, a little question. You gotta get prepared. You gotta be prepared. You gotta be prepared. You gotta be prepared. You gotta take that from the Boy Scouts. That's their failing, that's their motto. Who are currently letting in girls? Failing to prepare is preparing to fail. That's right. And that goes for everything in life. That doesn't just have to do with your prepping. That has to do with your homework, if you do it. Um, okay. Uh, we got <laughs> you got another example. I was struggling to find one. Uh, we've got we've actually got a, a new guest on the show this week. Deerfield Foxcroft, a uh, survivalist from Australia. Survivalist himself. So we'll yeah. Get, we'll get so he's going to come the man, on. The myth, the legend. That's right. Uh, then we're going to solve. Well, not solve, but discuss. Uh, the obesity crisis. Uh, we may solve it, Kevin. In this often fat when we di- often when we discuss, we solve. We just have. Well, it's not that we solve. It's just that we stumble across a solution. Here's the thing: we're just antennas tuning in the frequency. Yeah, of solving. That problems. is truth. You know, that's yeah. just fine all around us. Yep. Like Wi-Fi. More people need to hear it. We, we have the see. truth, and you people need to hear it. So stick around after the break. Fire, rubble, destruction, pain, suffering. Are these the streets of Syria? No. This is right outside your front door. But you were smart. You were prepared. You were a survivalist. And here, in the world of tomorrow, you've got enemies. And they want your stuff. Thank God you bought the key tool in every smart survivalist tool belt. Diodine tablets. Diodine tablets have the same mode of action as iodine tablets do in purifying your water. Alternatively, diodine tablets retoxify that aforementioned purified drinking water you collected from the creek. Now that running water is no longer a luxury, bad people are going to come and steal your water, which is now more valuable than gold. Drop two diodine tablets in a gallon of purified water. When your enemies come to your bunker to steal your water, you let them. And like infected ants returning to the anthill, the water will be distributed among the enemy camp, swiftly and deftly taking care of your problem. Diodine tablets. Purify your world. I hope you forget to bleed up. <laughs> Welcome back, back, ladies and gentlemen. gentlemen. Woo! All right. You didn't we, catch us doing anything. No, we are talking about... That sounds gay. Um, we're talking survivalists. We're talking people in the woods. <laughs> we're, just, <laughs> yeah. we're talking wilderness things. Camping, but more on sort of the doomsday more side. More on like a permanent living in... More of a Because we scale. have to face it. We've already addressed it quite a few times on this show. About how any day now, things could really go down. In a number of ways. In a number of ways. Like, not only... Like, people are stupid and think that we're the only ones that control when the world ends. Uh, Yeah. No. no. The world will tell us when it's had enough of our fucking shit. And so, earthquake, uh, tsunami, fire, fucking uh, Yellowstone, anything. Anything can happen and just completely fuck us. You can think of Earth, 
sort of because everybody is sort of their own ecosystem within their own body you know what I'm saying yeah the earth look at natural disasters as sort of the white blood cells of the earth trying to get rid of the pests that are causing trouble that's us that's us you know you never know so is it gonna be some big tsunami some giant flood some well the bible says that'll never happen again Rainbows. You gotta listen to the Bible. Rainbows. <laughs> um, or yeah, earthquake, some sort of continental divide. Um, oh, there's a continental divide going on right now for sure. Yeah, racial divide. Yeah. Gender divide. <sighs> political divide. There's a lot of divides. There's a lot of division going on. Yeah, not enough dividends. You know, not enough, not enough dividends, dividends being paid. No. Too many. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think you get it. Um, so, the point is, thing, some, there's, not, there's a, ch- we're not saying it will, but there is a chance that could. something could go down. And how bad, like, how badass would it be to know, in a situation where everything's fucked, mm-hmm. you have the skills to survive in almost any, um, like, climate? Yeah. Like, those people that are on those TV shows that just, like, survive anywhere, it's like, holy fuck, dude. Yeah. That's so impressive. Yeah. Because so many people couldn't survive in a city without everything being done for them. Mm-hmm. I know. And, and like, people don't realize how close... I feel like I always say people don't realize. People don't realize they don't. how... They're fucking blind. ...close they are to everything very quickly reverting back to that. Like, it only takes a couple, like, real unfortunate incidents in a row to knock out everything that currently makes... This whole thing run, yeah. you know, internet gone, electricity gone, like a solar flare could knock out like a lot of stuff. Yeah, we you can tell that it's well researched because I use terms like a lot of stuff. And I know solar I'm like, flare could cut like a lot Trump. of stuff. I know a lot. There's a lot you going know, on with solar flares. You can understand. I know more about solar like, flares. Solar flares are a big deal. They're almost worse than China. You know? China. Russia, though, not a problem. Not a problem. We're gonna be friends with Russia. The Koreans, they're shaking hands. They are. Sh- that's actually pretty big news if you really think about it. Yeah. There's, like, it is big news, but there's always reason to be skeptical because, from what it sounds like, North Korea, like, really has been known to do this to sort of bring the heat off, and then they just continue fucking with shit. Yeah, I mean, they're just giving us what we want for now, and then they're gonna fucking. Keep doing whatever the fuck they want to do. But, yeah. I don't know. It just seems like the Olympics were pretty good. Now they're shaking hands. I don't know. It's true. And it's it's I, I think it's fair to say a little bit that some of that is due to some of that tough talk. I mean, yeah, who knows? It I easily could be. Some of that tough talk. It easily could be. Anyways, we're getting off topic. What do you think is more likely to cause a doomsday man-made stuff or nature? I honestly say nature. I feel like we've contemplated this question before. Oh, I'm sure we have. Nature or man-made stuff? I can we just keep calling it stuff? It's just stuff. It is. I mean, it's if just you listen to George Carlin, like, your house is just a place for your stuff. stuff. Yeah, that's where Literally you keep your stuff. I go out so I can go out and get more stuff yeah. to bring back to my place with my other stuff. Yeah, once you get too much stuff, you got to get a bigger house. Why? Because you got, Why? Bigger Cause house, you got too, too much, much stuff. stuff. Then you got to get a barn because you got a lot of toys. you got a lot of stuff. Garage fill out full stuff. Whereas you could be a minimalist and apply that to the survivalist mentality 
live on, you know, very little. Yeah. Relatively speaking. Yeah. And minimum to get by. Yeah. You know, pretty much. But like for you, I mean, like minimum to get by would still have to include a guitar. Obviously. So I yeah. mean, like no it, doubt. So you can be a minimalist in different degrees. That's true. Well, but, no, no, that's true. But it's still a minimal. Like it's still I'm literally using the least of what I need to live a happy life. So like that's still you're still a minimalist. Yeah. Well, I mean that's the thing. It's like having more stuff is is just something that takes up space in your mind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like all the there's you, there's a subconscious that's always running that like you don't know is running but that's why you're like always tired it's because your brain is constantly processing that's what makes you slower to react not as good at you know kind of being you know quick with a joke yeah is because if you have too much shit going on in your life even if you're not thinking about it at the moment it's still going on yeah and so if you start with getting rid of stuff that's a huge that's a huge start plus you can turn into like giving it to goodwill like make it a whole charity. Plus, not to mention, when you're doing your taxes, you can write it off. Yeah. You don't really get a deep satisfaction of happiness from buying stuff. Like you buy a boat, you get happy that you have a boat. Yeah. But then once you have that boat, it's like, okay, now I have this boat. Yeah. And I can use it whenever I want, but it's still, it's just a boat. So like when you, that's not a good way to find happiness. But that being said, like buying stuff is a pretty good way to get short-term happiness. That's true. But it ultimately But here's the problem. Ultimately it doesn't last. Is yeah, it's it's a yeah, it is a good feeling and like it can like yeah, having a boat's pretty sweet. Uh but eventually you go back to baseline. Like when you acquire yeah, a new... Yeah, your boat, the boat, the boat excitement factor just comes back down to baseline, and now that you're just in that same rut, yeah. but now you're in that same rut with a boat. Yeah. And so... You're still the same dipshit. Yeah. You're not really you're actually... You're the same, the same problems, and now maybe you took on a little debt. Yeah, and now maybe you have boat mode problems. Uh-oh. Yeah, there you go. And then you're going to be up shit creek without a paddle, you know being what I'm a, Being a minimalist, the idea of it sounds pretty... I could I like I think if I lived alone I think I could handle a tiny home pretty well. I was about to ask if you would do a tiny home. If I lived by myself, I think so. Doesn't uh Nate. Uh, yeah, Nate yeah. and Sydney. Yeah, they live in a fucking tiny house that Nate built. Yeah. How many square feet? Do you know how many square feet there? I watched that one documentary on Netflix about like tiny homes. They're pretty cool. And the and the minimalism one. They might have also had tiny homes in the minimalism documentary. I can't remember. Could you, like, I mean, a tiny home wouldn't be that bad. Yeah. If you had, like, a full-size bed, and then, I don't know what you do for a bathroom. And How do you get a full-size bathroom in that fucking piece of shit? I mean, like, it would be nice not to have just a bunch of shit and, like, just read. Yeah. Just increase your knowledge. If you could play just... Play some music. Yeah, you don't have a lot of shit to do, so you can just read and, or play music or watch like a DVD but you don't like not have unlimited TV access you know yeah like cause that just well and you could just go over to your buddies dude, that just watch TV fu- yeah if you wanna watch like sports or something but TV just fucking melts your brain dude yeah like when I sit there and I realize that I just like been watching TV for like two hours it's like what the fuck yeah cancel my dish on Friday nice yeah how much you think well yeah okay 
Doesn't matter. Fuck mm. that, dude. Yeah. I, well, like, that it was nice while it lasted, but like, especially now that you guys have your place, like I can watch sports at your yeah, place. Yeah, the problem is I want to watch all the sports. But you can get sports on YouTube TV, can't you? Yeah, but you just have to pay for it. Or that. I could get the Hulu add-on, because I already have Hulu, and then I could just get the one where they do sports. Yeah. All of that's better than just doing Dish where I don't watch TV. I don't even watch TV. Like, if there's not sports, it's I, I pretty much don't. I know. I don't watch TV either. I only watch sports. Yeah. I only, like, Harrison will watch TV, which sometimes I watch. Like, a Practical Joker is pretty good. Well, I'll sit down and watch a Practical Joke because I'm not a monster. Yeah. That's probably what you would miss. I mean, what do you think you would miss most about a survivalist situation? I definitely wouldn't miss TV the most. No. I would miss just, like, getting drugs all the time. So yeah. I'm gonna make them. I don't want to make drugs. That would suck if like there was a, like if we like all of a sudden went into a survivalist situation. It's like all we have is all the weed that we have. Yeah. And like we not obviously could grow our own weed, but we couldn't make anything else. Yeah. It'd be a while probably before we got real drugs again. I mean, it's like well, again, that's why I bought that mushrooms book. Yeah, that's true. That's literally actually that's actually a good point. That's literally why I bought that mushrooms book. If it all goes down. We got an identifier. We at least know how to get some mushrooms. No, it's how we can do them ourselves. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, we don't even have to find them. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, that'd be a huge bummer. And we should get some, like, weed clones and put them somewhere so we can... I mean, real, yeah. Anyways, but yeah, so that'd be a bummer. I think the, the, the worst part would be just missing out on the things that we think are boring. Yeah. Just eat. Like, seriously, like... Like, a comfortable place to sit. All of the simple joys that, like, we take for granted every day. Like a soft place to sit. Like a soft place to sit. Fuck. Nice hot shower. Oh, God, a yeah. Good, a, good, a good county fair. Think about a how... A good county fair, Kevin? <laughs> like, I mean, that's good for the soul. No, I wouldn't really that's good, good for the fair. soul. A nice beer garden. Like, that's, that's, like, where... That's where humans all, like, congregate to have just, like... Everybody's there to have a good time. And like, if if everything went down, we're in a survivalist situation. Everything, all the boring stuff's gone. The county fairs are gone, and then beyond that, the civility's gone. <laughs> Once the county fair's gone, there's no more civility. That's what I'm saying. That's your. That's Here's the deal. That's what's that. Like, say what you want about Donald Trump, but in Make America Great Country. County fairs are going to go on for the next two to possibly six years. County fairs will never die under... Not if I have anything to say not, about yeah, it. No. I'm not going to... Yeah. There's nothing wrong with a county fair, though. Dude, I county fairs... I don't think anyone's fighting against the county fair. Again, again wait, wait until they call for agricultural appropriation. It's probably just a matter of time. Or wait till someone dies on a fucking Ferris wheel. Hashtag farmer... We need, like, a hashtag farmers meme or some sort of shit, yeah. you know? Farmers but are people too, man. Farmers are going to do great during a survivalist situation. Yeah. But they're going to get weeds that they can't kill because we no longer have chemicals. And they made like a super strain of weed. Who made a super strain of weed? Is that what? Is just, that what caused the apocalypse? No, I'm just... No, but what causes a super strain of weed is spraying, chemical, like spraying chemicals on something to kill it. And then it comes back with a little bit more immunity to that spray. And then it comes back a little bit more, and now it's harder to kill. So to well, yeah, I mean, eventually you're, you're, uh, that wouldn't work. But then, like, by the time, so we would, well, we by the time they would be immune, to... by the time when they would be immune, 
the world would be such a different place in that two to however they many years. They are immune. But we don't. We would just have to go back to just like hoeing, and we just have to plant smaller. Well, we, yeah, you don't even have to grow commercial. Yeah, you just have to plant smaller amounts. crops and hoe. Like you just have to hoe it and shit by hand. Now, but here's the thing: I believe in the basic decency of people. But if a survivalist situation goes down, do you think the first question everybody's asking is, "What can we all do to make this work for all of us?" Or do you think what they do is? Give me that fucking shit. Yeah. Or I'll kill you. Yeah. I think it's the second. So do I. And that's exactly... Especially in this culture. Yeah. In most cultures. Well, yeah, but you think about when they went through the Great Recession. I mean, I don't know, but I don't feel like... It's not the apocalypse. Yeah, but I don't feel like it was... I don't feel like there was more crime or anything. Although, if you that's see... That's because a, the people who lost their money weren't prone to crime in the first but place. Then, but then you see now, there's like a... Super f- poor crime people but don't then, lose like, their money. But then, like, you see, like, a flood that. now, and there's fucking looting. doing just, like, a flood or whatever. You see people just going out and stealing their own shit. Just, like, stealing shit. Yeah, but you also see a lot of people helping. Yeah, Agreed. I'm saying the people who are helping... See, I don't know back then. In an apocalypse situation, I'm not saying they're bad people, but I'm saying in an apocalypse situation, it's more, even though they're great people in a flood situation, it's if, now if life we're at the death. end of the world yeah. where it is perhaps... Because they don't know what's going on. Yeah. Perhaps it's them versus the world. Like yeah. They don't know if they got to like barricade their house, if they got to start boarding up windows, they got to start stocking ammo. Fucking Second Amendment people. Like, for real. Think about that. Like... You could say whatever you want. Oh, the government will never come take our guns. But if the whole thing goes down, you're really going to want to have some because other people with guns are going to come for your stuff. Especially even, even if somebody without guns doesn't come for your stuff, but you have to go fucking kill a deer. That's true, too. How the fuck too. are you going to kill a deer with if you don't have a gun in your house? Yeah. Like, yeah. You can try and fucking throw a rock at it? Vegans. Vegans are going to be in trouble. Vegans are going to be in real trouble when that comes. Although, is tofu just like, can can tofu last forever? Is there wild tofu? Can you go out and find tofu? Does it last forever? You have to know how to make your own food if you're vegan, but you also have to know how to find it in the wild. Vegans would realize how stupid their thing is when they realize that life was always a fight for survival. We just got lucky enough to rise above it. In a survivalist situation, think about if you're a vegan, how long it would take you to find a meal. Just one meal. Compared to a guy who just shot a deer and now has like 150 pounds of meat for yeah. however fucking long he wants. He's packing in his sweet chest yeah, freezer out like, back. You're out picking. He's pouring a bottle of wine, a glass of wine. You're out picking daisies. Like, ooh, this will be good in the spring. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Run away from bees. <laughs> Playing my fucking peanut allergy. This guy's grilling steaks, smoking a cigar, drinking a. Guy said a glass of wine, which is classy, but he could also be drinking some whiskey. On ice. Oh, yeah. Fuck. That sounds nice. Fucking growing a beard. That sounds nice You can visibly see growing as he grills. Like, that's that's what you're going to want to do in a survivalist situation. Just be the guy who's grilling. Uh, Yeah. Be the guy who's grilling. Always be the guy who's grilling. Yeah. The guy who's grilling is smiling. The guy who's smiling is surviving, you know? Yeah. What about, instead of survivalist, what about, it's like a long backpacking, like, hike. Like Trek. Well. Like the PCT. At the, at the risk of sounding pretentious. Okay. I loved the book Wild. How? By Cheryl Strayed. You ever see the movie? Then was the, yeah, well, I saw the movie first. I even bought the movie. Me too. Yeah. I, didn't buy it. I bought So I bought the movie, but then I bought the book when I moved to Nashville. 
I bought it, and um, and I, possibly my favorite book of all time. Mm-hmm. And I say that without hyperbole. It seriously might be my favorite. Well, okay, I'm not gonna say my favorite of all time because that's there's it's, a there's a lot of good ones. It's stupid to pick a favorite. It is. It, you know what? You're right. But it's right up there. Other than MacGruber is my favorite movie. Yeah. I decided that I argued with Harrison about that for a while. MacGruber is my favorite movie because no matter how many times I watch it, it makes me laugh harder because it found the perfect amount of ridiculousness to where every time you don't expect it to be that ridiculous. The timing's always right. And every time it is that ridiculous. That movie will forever be my favorite. Yeah. Forever be my favorite. So, but when it comes to like actually doing that backpacking... I want to do it. I would like to. I would like to go on a nice long fucking hike. We used to bet, yeah. Like, but like, like the PCT. I tried to talk you guys into backpacking when we were in college. Yeah, I know, but I'm talking like a real, real one. You don't want to just like try a three day one because that's like pretty fun too. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm gonna try that. We're gonna need some practice. I understand. But then, but but I okay. Because you got to get good at like pumping your own water. Here's the problem. There's only. There's a select few of our friends that I may not want uh, going on this adventure. If you know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. And I'm pretty sure one of my top three draft picks that I would pick is going to be completely out on the whole thing. Oh, yeah. So. I already know. I'm down to 50-50. Yeah. Well, but like if we were to do it, I would want to do the Pacific Crest Trail for Me sure. Me too. I mean, the Mojave Desert in California, all the way up. I would, I would do the same one that Cheryl Strait did and stop at the Bridge of the Gods. I think that's badass. Although we could go all the way to Canada. We could go all the way to Canada. But you don't want to go when it's a certain time of year. Otherwise, it could be socked in. That's a backpacking term. What's that mean? Snowed in. Hmm. Why do you want to? Why would you want to stop at the Bridge of the Gods? There's, some, there's something. There's something just kind of like. Romantic and epic about it. Quitting early. The bridge of the gods. It's about quitting early. There's something epic and romantic about quitting early. That's how I always look. That's what. That's that's why that movie never. That's why I never really liked that movie. I mean, that's fair. Because I always looked at it as like you set out on this amazing quest, and then you find a good spot to quit, but you still quit without finishing it. Yeah, but her like her intention her Oregon. intention wasn't to do the whole thing. Her intention was to find herself. Yeah, but I, yeah, but. If I was gonna do it, I would want to do the whole thing because I'd already give it. I don't get. I'm not doing it to find myself. I'm doing it to walk the trail. Well, like for, I would be doing it with a different goal. I feel like mine would be just an epic camping. But yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe trip, I get. That's why I don't have maybe problem. I get to the bridge of the gods and I'm like, I'm fucking tired oh. of walking this goddamn far. And it's like we're in Oregon. Like I, we could be picked up and home in two hours. Yeah. So I mean, like, yeah, maybe once you start because you're starting out in Arizona. Or California. Yeah. So who... Well, I mean, like, if, if we wanted to make the effort of, like, going all the way up to Canada, like, it's like, we're going to do the full fucking thing, I'm down. Yeah. Because I would rather do the Pacific Crest Trail than the one that's on, sort of, goes through Tennessee and... It's got to be... Do you know what that one's called? No. I don't. Have you thought about I've, it? I, no. I, well, I've thought about it, but I know I'm not going to come up with it. All right. Um, damn yeah. it! God damn, I was hoping you'd forget. It's the Appalachian Trail. Appalachian Trail. God damn it! I didn't know that. So, 
Um, I mean, I would never have guessed it, but that one sounds cool too. But I, I would rather walk what California to Oregon. What is the terrain, dude? That's got to be mountainous. There are parts of it that are brutal, for sure. For sure. But is it like doable, like the whole way? Like, could just a could an amateur hiker make it? Cheryl Strayed never backpacked before ever. Okay. I mean, she was super determined, and like that kind of motivation and determination will well, beat out any sort of anything else. But, like, especially if we had a couple of us, fuck yeah, we could do it. Yeah. Plus, like, I've been backpacking a few times. Like, I know enough to, like, at least get us started. Here's and the then, thing. And then, like, we do some extra research. Like, what's the old, like... And you can, like, mail yourself shit along the way and stuff. Yeah. Here's the thing. The only... The only other person I could see being down is just me, you, and Russ. And honestly... The dream team would be me, you, Russ, and Ian, and Ian's not going to be down. I don't think Fluff's going to be down, so I think it's just going to be me and you and maybe Russ. Harrison wouldn't be down. And, yeah, no, Harrison wouldn't be down, I don't think. That's too much work for him. Yeah. Hey, if we bring the RV, I'll go. <laughs> yeah. All right, dude, you're pulling it. Yeah. But I know, I know what you're saying about the dream team, and uh, yeah, Ian would not be down for that at all. I don't think, unless it was like fishing and stuff. There's absolutely would would be. You just, I mean, you gotta carry. Yeah, but what if he just brought his little tiny ice fishing pole and just never. There you go. Just, and then you just dig for worms. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Catch some trout. Ooh. I mean, that little pole's not gonna weigh anything, and you can find an easy way to clip it on your bag where it's not gonna get in the way. Yeah. So. Something we should think about. And we catch a trout or something, we eat that one night. Dude, and we just howl at the moon. Oh! Can you take... What happens if you, like, have to kill an animal on the way? Kill an animal. Can you eat it? Fuck yeah, we can. If you kill a bear in self-defense, can you eat it? Yeah. I guess you would probably mess it. It's a survival situation. And I guess it would be better than... That is man versus nature, and man man won. I guess that'd you be, cut that bitch up and you eat him like the goddamn warrior that you are. You be, would be. You. You would be, yeah. If you killed a fucking bear. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, I guess it'd be better to eat it than to just waste the meat. Eat it. Just fucking... Come get a taste. Yeah, no, dude. That would be sick, though. Could you imagine all the, just the stars and shit that you would see every night? Yeah. And you know what's well, so... Well, I think you know life would take on a whole new meaning. You know what's so that. awesome about it? Weed weighs almost nothing. 100%. So you can bring so much You can bring so much of it. Not to mention, here's, okay, here's why West Coast is absolutely best coast. California to Washington. Legal weed. weed. Motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're just walking all the way, smoking joints and smoking bowls and fucking smoking joint. Yeah. Dude, that so, wouldn't cost us any money, honestly, either. So we could all literally just quit our jobs and go do that. It's actually cheaper. Like, yeah, it's it would cost us like five grand to prepare. Uh, it would actually cost us less because I already have some of the gear, like, for all of us. Uh, yeah. And so, like, like, already got a water purifier, already got the backpacks, already got, like, a bunch of, like, super lightweight camping supplies. And then we just would have to get shit to send our send send ourselves, and you know certain number of tents, the lightweight tents, cut off half your toothbrush, 
Do all the cla- That's all the classic. I mean, bag. we could Every also ounces count. We could also um, like our like we could have our families and shit send us shit. Yeah, the absolutely. Way. They'd love. They would love it. Yeah, like, they hey, would love it. Hey, we're checking in at fucking Klamath Falls. Could you send us some goddamn shit? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Catch up with Matt. Matt's in Klamath Falls. <laughs> I don't know if the truck is in Klamath Falls. I forget that you can like go to town. Oh yeah, along the way. Yeah, and that's not against the rules at all. No, that's uh, encouraged. Yeah, a badass thing. Go yeah. drop some acid with the locals. Fuck yeah, dude. Well, absolutely. Oh, acid in- would take on such a whole new feel, dude. Nature, nature would take nature. <laughs> nature would take on a whole new feel. And if you say nature too many times, you have to throw that line out there. Hundred uh, percent. In in uh, wild, when Cheryl Strayed was walking the PCT, she when she got to Oregon, they were having this in Southern Oregon. I think it was Ashland. They were having this huge Grateful Dead. I think maybe Jerry Garcia died or something. That might have been when, but it, I don't know. That sounds familiar. Yeah, but they had just this big Grateful Dead festival. Grateful Dead is the acid, acid band. band. Yeah, like, like dreadhead, deadheads do acid. Dude, we need to we need to hike the PCT. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we need to do acid on the PCT. I, dude, I'm honestly down, like take three months. When do you three months? That's how long it takes. If we really hoof it, could take six. I'd rather take six, honestly. If I'm being honest, I'd rather take six. I think you forget how long three months is. Yeah, but that's hoofing it. You really want to hoof it for three months? Or you want to take six months and just kind of go into town? It No, there's not that to... many towns. Well, yeah, but... It's not that... No, there's very few towns. Yeah, but I mean, like, you really want to have to walk, like, you want to push yourself to walk, like, 15 miles a day? 25. 25? Gotta the... push it. Gotta that push sounds it. ridiculous. You gotta push it while you can, because some days you're gonna have to go slower. That's true. You're gonna get blisters. You're gonna lose your toenails. Oh, that's true. Like you're gonna, it's gonna hurt quite a bit. You're gonna get, you're gonna be in a lot of pain most of the time. Most but that's time. what makes it tough as fuck. And you come out the other side, just like one with man and nature. And here's the thing: nature is you. What about you wasn't produced by nature? What about you is above nature? No part of a human in any fashion is it's outside of nature. nature. Yeah. So like to to get completely away from this for that long, hike out there where you're you only have you man and nature again. I think that would be such a fucking centering experience. God yeah, damn it. I'm going to do it. Eventually, whether it's like soon. It's gotta be soon. We're 25. I want to do it. I, yeah. Here's the thing, dude. What, what's the ideal month to start? Definitely. Ooh, that's tough because the Mojave Desert, you don't want to do it. I think the ideal time to start would be like maybe March. So March in the Mojave. So then next get, March like, we start. Northern California, like in April. And then May in Oregon. And then to the top of Oregon, you're done by June. Boom. And then we're going to Canada. We could. I would. I think that would be so much more fun. I mean, I, I honestly, I have no idea how. Like, I can't even fathom right now how brutal that would be on your body. It'd be pretty. Brutal. So it'd be pretty tough to say for sure I'm going to Canada. But I would at least say for sure I'm going to Oregon and seeing how I feel with the option of going farther. Well, here's the deal. Because what if you get to Oregon and you get that runner's high? 
and you feel like you might as well just fucking go. The second wind. Yeah. You're just like, yeah. that was such an incredible experience. I want to go the whole way. Yeah. Think about that. I'll think about it. Here's the thing. I think we should we should do a backpacking trip at some point. Yeah, and also train so we can get... We need to do some research, and we need to train to be ready by the next... Whenever the month is where it's optimal to go, we need to be ready to go by then. So get into it. Yeah, we'll do that. Me, you, and probably just Russ. Yeah. But here's the thing. <sighs> they wouldn't do it. Ian Fluffin. It's just, it's just like, what an experience, especially with your buddies. What a life! To like, like not like, jump yeah. in on. Plus, with that many guys, we could shoulder a lot of burdens. Like, carry a lot less stuff. And share the load. Like a lot one guy more. could be food guy. One guy could be like tent guy. One guy, one guy could be fishing guy. Yeah. Like, God, that'd be sweet. So it's something we need to think about. It's something we need to do. It's a yeah. life we need to live. We need to be more. We just need to. We just need to go do more things like that. I've been pushing for backpacking a long time. I know. I'm in. I don't know where the fuck you go to do that, but I'm in. I already have places. I already told you guys the whole the whole trip. We I'm go in. up to Marion Lake or any of the seven lakes up there by Detroit Lake. I'm in. All right. And yeah, I mean, we won't be able to carry. Be- we won't be able to bring beer, but. We can bring weed, psychedelics, and theoretically a couple bottles of liquor. If we're willing to carry it. If we're willing to carry it. Yeah. Which, I want to carry it. I mean, if we're just going up to Marion Lake, we can bring beer. But, like, it'll be tough. It'll be annoying. My dad said when he went up there one time, um, he was with, like, Jerry and, you know, Dolph and all those guys. And they got all the way up to Marion Lake, which is about a three-mile hike uphill. I mean, not not an, not a tough hike, but not an easy hike, especially, you know, got a bunch of gear. They get all the way to the top, they realize they forgot the beer. So they had a Rochambeau to go down and get the beer. And come back? And come back. Jerry lost. Fucking rough. Jerry lost, and my dad said he couldn't believe how quickly he got back. He said it was very impressive. So, Maybe it could be done. forgot. Probably. That's what I would imagine. So, yeah. I mean, dude. How much acid, beer do they have? Acid, we can carry on slips of paper, Kevin. It weighs nothing. It weighs nothing. Dude, I'm down to do that Pacific Coast. It's exhausting, Pacific though. Coast it's an exhausting drill. thing to do, acid. That we would have... We, we could take want, a recovery day, though. Yeah, well, and we'd, we would just have to do when we found, like, a cool place. Maybe, like, close to where we were about to re-up on some food or something. Yeah. Like, it would have to be some place where we'd be able to re-up on rations. Because <laughs> it's easy knows? to go through them when you're tripping. Yeah, but who knows how much we'd just be in tune with our bodies at that point to just, like... True that. Not even worry about where you get your next meal just know what's coming. Not to mention, could you imagine being that one with nature and taking acid? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck, dude. It'd be sweet. So... There are advantages to being a survivalist type in that you do get to be one with nature. I don't even know if Russ could do it. I don't even know if Russ would be into it. I think Russ would be into the idea of it, but I don't know if Russ would actually... actual execution? Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. That would be so cool, though. Well, here's the deal. I mean, there's, 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 
Buzz, you'd probably be down. Yeah. There's absolutely no reason we couldn't do it. But it requires a lot more than like a casual commitment. It will, we'll talk about it. We'll look into it. Um, what about preppers? I always thought... What's the difference be- between a survivalist and a prepper? I guess survivalist is a little more... They've got more weapons. A survivalist maybe. is a prepper who's... Survive at all costs is a survivalist. A prepper is we're we're getting ready for a the prepper end. is a survivalist who's whose doomsday hasn't happened yet. Basically, because you cannot become a survivalist unless you have prepped. So therefore, you have to have been a prepper, and then whatever happens happens, and you become a survivalist. I think they're probably both pretty elastic terms that they probably yeah. overlap and are distinct. Yeah. But yeah, I see what you're saying. It's like. Uh, I always thought preppers were such fucking idiots. But then, like, you get older, and it's just like, you never know. You never know. I will say, though, they say that at the current age that you and I are at, like, it's not the right way to phrase a sentence, but the age you and I are um, is, like, the highest in terms of, like, anxiety about, like, it all going awry. And so that's also typical, but, like, at the same time, Totally could happen. But doesn't it just seem the like... The weed will make you think about it, too. Yeah, but doesn't it just seem like everyone who has a bunker, you kind of question their care, their judgment? Like, no. you're just like, you're kind of weak. Like, it depends. I, I want to see the bunker. If it's a legit bunker, then no. Yeah, but they're always still kind of weird. They're dudes with, like, man cave type bunkers. Yeah, but let's sick. say Dale, Dale, you would have to admit, he's, he's ready for anything, and yeah. I want him on my side... But you have to admit he's a little weird. A little bit. Even your parents think he's a little weird. Yeah. Like he's a little out there. Yeah. So you have to kind of wonder what is, what he knows. Like they all act like they know well, something. We wonder if he's in the CIA. Yeah. They all act like they know something you don't know. And so you have to just be wary of that. He just, everything about him looks like he's in the CIA. Yeah, he's knows. got a mustache. He's a perfect mustache. He's got like a perfect, he's, he's like, I don't want to say, I don't want to say this without sounding super gay, but I'm gonna. Uh, he's he's got like a perfect mustache. His hair is perfectly done. He's perfectly clean. Yet still masculine. He's the guy nailed the look. Pepper, like, yeah, his hair. the guy nailed the look. And he's it's very impressive. On, and he's a badass. He's funny. Yeah, he's a badass. Did he? Like he almost CIA, exactly, but he's not. He, he's exactly. Allegedly. He looks exactly like the cop. Not exactly like the cop from Reno Nine One One. But he's got the same sort of look. But more chiseled and like a badass, not a fucking dork. Yeah. Like just cleaned up, perfect mustache, but like badass and will probably yeah. fucking kick the shit out of you. Yeah. Well, he was like, uh, yeah, he won a bunch of state wrestling championships too. Obviously. The guy could throw it out. He just looks like he would. Yeah. yeah. God. It's classic Dale. But yeah, he's a bit of a survivalist, but I mean, I don't... That's not exactly what I'd categorize him as, but in, really in a way, a he is. He's not really a prepper either, but he, but he kind is a little of bit. Is. You know he's got fucking MREs in his house, dude. Yeah. You For those of you who don't know, an MRE, of course, is a meal ready to eat. <laughs> the cheese will block you up, I, I hear. But, yeah, I'm sure it will. Yeah. So, I don't know. It pays to be prepared, and you don't know when it's going to go down. And we should hike the Pacific Crest Trail. Yeah, I mean, that pretty much encapsulates everything. So, I don't know where you folks are going to be when it all goes down. 
but you better be prepared for it. Maybe it'll be on the Pacific Crest Trail. Maybe it will be. Maybe that might be the best place to be after all. So, keep it crispy. This is the end of the break. Some said we couldn't. Even more said we shouldn't. But fuck them. Fire in a can. That's right. Experts said that the extremely volatile combination of butane, gas fumes, and a striker housed within a press button aerosol can would never be deemed safe enough to unleash on an unsuspecting public. But in a survival situation, this could mean the difference between life or death. Also, in regular, everyday life, it can mean the difference between life or death. Storage is easy. Just don't let it get too hot or too cold. Don't shake it. Earthquakes aren't going to do you any favors. Keep it away from children. And generally, don't touch it, look at it, or even think about it. To use, stand six feet away from anything you want to set on fire, aim it, press down on the button as you would a can of bug spray or spray paint, and all you got to worry about is whether you brought enough marshmallows. Fire in a can. If you can manage to transport it home without it killing you, it just might save your life. We are not liable for any personal or property damage sustained during the misuse of this product. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am very excited to announce our next guest, uh, survivalist, esteemed survivalist, uh, Deerfield Foxcroft from Australia. How are you doing today? G'day. Thanks for having me on. Oh, yeah, our pleasure, our pleasure. So, uh, you're you're from Australia, uh, the land That's down right. under, as they say. Born and bred. Born and Born bred. Born and bred in Australia, Aussie. Yeah, all right. If you're uh, Fox Cross, so, I'm a survivalist. So what made you decide to be a survivalist? Well, to be honest, I just, you know, growing up, you, you kind of look at the world and you go, you know, it's happened before. Like, I assume it's going to happen again. And, uh, I don't know, pays to be prepared. Pays to be prepared. That is true. That is true. Uh, in this climate, as I'm sure you guys are well aware down there, uh, you can never be too sure. That's absolutely right. Does it feel... Does it feel the Aborigines. more safe being so isolated in Australia? Does that give you any comfort? or? I would say that it does, actually. Um, nobody really cares about any no. of us down there in Australia. It's like, a very we're, relaxed just, we're just place. down there like, drinking beer and like, having a good time. <laughs> and like, Tourists want to come down once yeah. in a while and you know, have some cocktails. That's true. You got no enemies. You got no enemies in the Australians. No, we're just like old slaves. <laughs> Prison colony, technically. Yeah, like that. That that's what. Excuse me. Yeah, but I should know about my own history, eh? <laughs> hey. Uh, so, uh, do you have any idols growing up? Any, of course, of course. Any you got you gotta, you gotta have idols any if you want to sur- get anywhere in life. Well, like you got. I mean, there's got to be some classic. I would say that my outdoorsmen or my personal favorite, obviously, Crocodile Dundee. Find him to be a huge inspiration. Not 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 Paul Hogan. No, <laughs> Crocodile Dundee. I agree. Yeah, 
You know, of course, famous line. That's not a knife. <laughs> That's a knife. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. Good I'm on you, mate. I'm good familiar. on you. Uh, let me ask, what the fuck is up with Vegemite? Uh, let me tell you. <laughs> From what I found, people in the States do not seem to like it No, they much. don't. It's like, I've heard it tastes like fish food. Well, the, the problem that I've described to people that I know, Americans that I know, is it looks like some sort of chocolate paste. It looks like some sort of Nutella it does chocolate look, paste. Yeah. But here's the problem. It's more of a salty, you, you go in with the wrong. Treat. You go in with the wrong expectation of taste is what Americans you're Americans always deceive them. Yes. Okay. They're Fair. fat. That's most of their problem. They think it's <laughs> chocolate. But not everything brown is chocolate, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. That's part of your problem. Like, that's why I'm a survivalist. is because I... I prepare instead of just saying that I know it's all I'm just gonna eat whatever I want I've heard you guys were talking about the obesity me and, crisis I was just later. gonna say me and my partner who couldn't make it for this interview I'm sorry about that but uh, yeah too bad. we were gonna we we're gonna in our next topic talk about the obesity crisis and everyone thinks everything's fucking chocolate well and there you go that's the problem is like when people bite into Vegemite they go yeah. like I'm biting into chocolate and then it tastes bitter and you know salty throws them off so you, Personally, you just, I, of course, think it's delicious. Obviously, all you Almost crazy... as much as quality. Oh, yeah, okay, I was going to say. Uh, so, uh, I'm sure as a survivalist, you enjoy hunting? Oh. And the sport of maybe fishing? You got any other hobbies? Got to eat what you kill. But, uh, you, oh, yeah. Any, any no other hobbies? Wasted, no wasted parts, huh? That's right. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I personally like to go out in the bush. Typically, and is the bush similar to the outback? Is that just the wild? <laughs> yes. That's the, well, that's, yes. You refer to that as Obviously, the you didn't watch enough Crocodile Dundee or my other uh, hero, Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> yeah, I, I have seen Kangaroo Jack. One of my favorites. One of my favorites as well. I feel like I re- <laughs> represent Australia well. That it does. That it does. Got the kangaroo. Just like yeah, just like Outback Steakhouse. My neighbors, yeah, uh, at, at my parents' house, actually used to have wallabies, as you may know. Wallaby damned. Yeah, mini kangaroos. <laughs> yeah. Wallaby damned. Wallaby damned. Yeah, two of them. No so, shit. Uh, so yeah, mate. Pretty familiar with the, uh, pretty familiar with the, with the with the wildlife over there, if you will. Did you ever pet one? Yeah, I petted them. Vicious little bastards. We, the one time they got out and we had to try to catch it, and those fuckers are elusive, I tell you what. That they are. I tell you, it's hard It's hard to talk to you and not want to imitate your accent. It's... I'll, t- I'll tell you what, I would say the same thing to you, because I find myself slipping once in a while. Well, yeah. it's It's fascinating are you familiar the way with, that cross-culturally... Are you familiar with Jim Jeffries? Never heard of him. <laughs> well, he does. Oh, the comedian. He, well, he does an American accent sometimes, and it always throws me off because he can do a, a perfect American accent, and it's like I like it sounds so natural, but it sounds so weird because I know what he actually sounds like. That's what's so strange. Like if you took any you know Aussie actor that you know, and you just toss on uh, you know an English accent, it it sounds abnormal to. To me, it obviously sounds. It just sounds like he's got an accent. Cause yeah. To me, the Aussie accent sounds natural. Mm-hmm. But you flip the script with what you're expecting, and it's a strange thing, it's mate. A strange but the point thing. is, 
Surviving. 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 We, we, the weed allegedly that we may have smoked before this has got us on some weird. Tangent. I'll tell you what, mate. You got it stronger here than it is. Well, you come to Sweet Oregon. Jesus. You you picked the right state to come to for your first trip to the Aye. United States. Let's talk about the craziest uh, craziest survival situation you've ever found yourself in. Mate, it's a lot to pick from in that. I bet there are. Category. I bet there are. Uh, honestly, I'd have to say dog sled team. Dog sled team. That's right. Uh, we were driving across the frozen tundra. Lambo Field. Unfortunately, no. <laughs> That's a that's an American football team reference. I don't know. If ah, don't ah. Know. yeah. We don't play rugby. We're pussies up here. We well, we call it. We're we're on from football is soccer. I think you call it soccer. So- yeah. so- soccer. 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 Is that right? Soccer. soccer? Yes. yes. All right. Uh. Anyway, dog sled team, <laughs> and come to the edge of a cliff. But the problem is, when everything's white outside, there's no way to contrast uh, depth. Yeah. And so the dogs just went right over the cliff. Oh, fuck. Uh, myself included. Uh, dogs went flying. Mine went flying. Sled went flying. Lost the food. Lost everything. Lost most of the dogs. Except one. Little fighter. <laughs> yeah. He's a real fighter. Much like me. Saw a lot of myself in that dog. <laughs> Kept each other warm. Kept each other company. Made sweet... <laughs> Made sweet love. Ah, mate. Messing with you, mate. They didn't make sweet love. Although I thought about it. <laughs> but the dogs died. And uh, except for except for the one, my little buddy, Anakin. <laughs> I didn't name my my, my, uh, my daughter named him. Oh, okay. I was, oh, so you have a daughter. I do. Is she, uh, are you training her to be a survivalist as well? Naturally. Got two bloodlines thick. You love your family. You'll buy the supplies needed to keep them safe in that sort of situation. I agree. So, uh, is that dog still alive or did it, uh... He died immediately once we got to town. (laughs) I'm sorry to laugh. It's just not the ending I expected from poor Anakin. Me neither. (laughs) What's, uh... I'm sure you come across some fascinating uh, eatery. What eatery. is what is the uh, what is the craziest thing you've ever eaten? Outside of peanut butter. Outside of peanut butter, yes. <laughs> and and Vegemite, of course. It's not weird, mate. <laughs> it's weird to you. One man's trash is another man's Vegemite. <laughs> I couldn't have put it better myself. I. <laughs> It's a good one, mate. I would have to say the 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 craziest thing I've probably eaten is uh, fried bat wings. Chicken of the cave, I hear. Chicken of the cave and delicious. It sounds crazy, right? Uh, yeah, it does. But it's delicious. They fry it in oil and you break it apart and eat it with salsa, like tortilla chips. I heard they're running rampant with disease. Not the wings. Not the wings. Just the meat. Just the meat. Just don't eat the meat. Just the meat. But but the veiny. The veiny, like, wing pot. Wing pot. <laughs> that pot's where the real taste is. That's where all the real flavor is. Welcome to Flavor Country. <laughs> we, say, we say that a lot around here. I didn't know that. Is that right? Yeah, we say that a lot. 
It's kind of one of our catchphrases. I think, think I think the fans really like it. Wallaby damn. Wallaby damn. We're gonna start saying that too. Wallaby. So uh, I think that's pretty much all the time we have. Well, hey, Kevin, it's been a pleasure. Great interview. Uh, we'll have to try to meet up with Austin next time. But uh, that was yeah, for fun. Sure. That like was to, fun. Like to meet him. Yeah. Um, thank you for giving us your time, and uh, I hope you get to see some more of the beautiful land of Oregon. I appreciate it. Yep. Thanks for having me, and uh, yeah, hopefully see you next time. See you next time. Deerfield Foxcraft here, skilled survivalist. One of the keys to survival is keeping your body in tip-top shape. After all, I believe in fitness as much as I believe in the apocalypse. So, if you're like me, you spent your whole life training and preparing to survive on the run. And it will be even more important then than it is now. Introducing Deerfield Foxcraft Kettlebell Kit. Included. In the kit are two 5-pound kettlebells, 10-pounder, a 25-pounder, a 35-pounder, and if you order in the next 30 minutes, you will receive our 50-pound Ultra Bell, free of charge. This kit, of course, comes with a handy go-bag to hold all of your kettlebells so you can move to your next destination easily and effectively. It's time to put your bells on the table. The Deerfield Fox Cross Kettlebell Kit. back ladies and gentlemen Kevin I'm sorry that I missed the last segment I heard it was fantastic it was fantastic Deerfield Foxcroft is a delight I, that's that's great I, I've, always, I've always wanted to visit Australia I'm, myself I've always heard that Australians like have a good sense of humor yeah but I didn't like he was fu- first real Australian I met other than that one that lived with you for a while oh, yeah. uh, Casey and he was funny as fuck he was just a solid dude nice like just a total chill bro nice well I'll have to meet him one of these yeah. days I'm sure we can arrange something well but uh, uh Let's get right to it. Me and him touched on it briefly. Oh, really? Yeah, he was talking about how Nutella looks like chocolate. It and does. how all Americans are fat. I, I had it in case he was... And yeah. I was like, yeah, we're about to talk about how obesity crisis in America, but how people are fat. Synchronicity. Synchronicity. Fascinating. Planets are aligning. That's right. I'm a so little... obesity. There's a lot of fatties. There's a lot of there. fucking fatties. <clears throat> Here's what's frustrating, is it's like, it's... it's <clears throat> and, I mean, granted, I looked into this more than I should have. But, like, people are, like, trying to be proud of it now. Yeah, okay, but you know what makes me almost the most frustrated? What? Is that how how easy it is to get fat. Yeah. We have made it so much easier to get fat than to eat healthy and be a healthy individual. Yeah. Like, everything that is convenient is so bad for you. 100%. Like, yeah, you can't go into center market and get... Well, here's the thing, like... Like Center if, Market has things that are healthy that you can get. You just don't get them. But, like, that's also... It doesn't taste good. Like, what do you... Like, things that are good... The amount of something that's good for you is directly, inversely proportional... To how good to it tastes. To how good it tastes. 100%. Lettuce tastes like ass, so no one wants to eat it. Kale tastes like ass. Kale. It's really good for yeah. you. Beets are great for you. Tastes like ass. Yeah, I mean... On the other hand, pizza... Fuck me, dude. That tastes delicious. And it's so bad for you. But even fruit. 
tastes really good, but yeah. it has a lot of sugar. It has a lot of sugar. I mean, it's better. It's obviously better that for you than a lot of alternatives, obviously, because it's a natural sugar that can be broken down fairly easily. But it's still not like that's like you would think that fruit, a natural thing, would be great for you. Yeah. And it's not. In large quantities, fruit can actually give you diabetes. Yeah, hundred like, percent. What the fuck? The nice thing is, there is a couple food groups that, if you're doing the keto diet, taste great and are good for you, such as bacon and steak. Yeah, if you just eat the, do the meat, where you just eat like meat and green leafy vegetables, pretty much. Yeah, that's a great diet because you're allowed to eat any kind of meat. Bacon. Well, it's all about steak, getting your fat. Chicken. You got to get your most of your calories from fat, and so you get to get like eat fatty meats. Yeah. Not even like lean pussy chicken. You gotta yeah, eat. I mean, you can thick, eat chicken. You can, but, but you gotta eat thick, savory cuts of steak. Yeah. Thick cut bacon. God damn. And then you're supposed to eat like. No wonder nuts. Americans are fat. You're supposed to eat like nuts and seeds. Yeah. Like you're supposed to eat a lot of like that kind of shit. But no, but yeah, not no really carbs. carbs. No carbs, no sugar. No carbs, no sugar, and no. Uh... Yep. <clears throat> yeah, and I believe that would help like a lot of Americans if they just well, seriously the if they just thing. took one month if all of America just <laughs> took one month where all they ate was red meat and greens. Here's the fucked up thing, though. Here's the fucked up thing. What's that? For the longest time, the food pyramid that they were teaching upside down the kids was completely backwards and completely upside down. Six to eleven servings of bread? Are you fucking kidding me? As the base of the pyramid, people. That sounds delicious. Don't yeah. get me wrong. That Dude, sounds. If delicious. I could have like sandwiches and like burritos and like all sorts of grains every, for every minute meal, of every day. God damn, I would. Don't think I fucking wouldn't eat pasta every goddamn day. Yeah. But that would be so bad for you. It's amazing, though, how much will change, though, if you just cut bread out of your <laughs> diet. Yeah, I mean... Bread, I, bread and sugar. If you cut those two things out of your diet, you could still eat bacon and eggs. Like, a lot of bacon. Like, not don't go overboard, but you can eat a lot of bacon. Your energy goes up. Like, you stop feeling so sluggish. It burns more evenly throughout the day. Yeah. Like, you notice... You spike with You notice when you carbs. eat a real, like bready meat lunch or something like a real heavy lunch yeah you notice that at like one or two o'clock you just get so fucking tired but if you eat a nice like chicken salad or something mm -hmm. you don't you get just like you keep going pretty strong you have to change your view of food from this is food that i love to this, this is, is fuel. fuel for my body gotta fuel gotta fuel up gotta fuel for your body you want to put in premium you want to put in unleaded you cheap fucking bastard yeah and it's, it's not your car it's your body it's it, your life exactly it's going to take you as far as you allow it to so you probably should take care of it you gotta get that oil changed every three thousand miles that's right i don't know i don't know what that analogy i don't know it's what that analogy is for it's a colonic but fucking do a juice cleanse every three thousand miles maybe you can do a, do a nice cleanse. juice cleanse. Although you can get diabetes from juice cleansing. I want juice. Because you, you deplete your body of nutrients. And you do like a broth sugar. A broth cleanse. Take some chicken broth. Just drink on that for a while. Yeah. Maybe some beers. You can do a beer cleanse. You could do a beer cleanse. You could do a pizza cleanse. <laughs> That's not going to do you well. I'll do a pizza cleanse. I'll do a pizza cleanse, but I'm It's not gonna. It's not. I'm not going to be happy when it's over. Like the Super Size Me guy? Think about that. That guy ate straight dog shit McDonald's, yeah. no nutritional value. Doctors were telling him not to do it. Well, not to mention, here's the thing that nobody ever talks about. And 
they showed it well in Super Size Me, and um, I the rest of it I can talk about later. But um, when you eat like that, mentally it's bad for you. Yeah. Because you have neurons in your stomach lining that send that shit up to your brain that make you feel a certain way. And it's funny. When you... If, if you actually take a little bit of time, and even for a week or two weeks, if you eat really well, no carbs, no sugar, you're going to feel fantastic. You're going to lose a bunch of inflammation, all this shit. Dude, I've been... And then once you eat a little bit of carbs... You realize how shitty it I've been doing feel. it since Saturday, or since last Friday. Feels good, right? Yeah, I I made fun of Tyson for getting a lettuce wrap bun at Carl's Jr. Oh, yeah. Then I went to Roth's, and they had a lettuce wrap bun option, so I got it. I went back to the office. I started eating in front of him, and he's like, you fucking bitch. But, Not I bad. mean, honestly, though, I was listening to Joe. Here's the thing, is I, will, I hear the advice from you and Tyson all the time. Like, you guys both tell me, because all of us listen to Joe Rogan, so that's... Like when you listen to Joe Rogan and someone else does, it'll come up. It's like it comes up because yeah. they talk about such fascinating things. Yeah. So we always talk about this, and it's like I can hear from you, I can hear from him, but when you hear from your friends, it's like I also hear all the other stupid shit that you say. Yeah. So I don't trust you, but then when you hear Joe Rogan talk about it with a doctor, yeah. and they're both like, "This is obviously the best thing," it just like sinks in in a whole different way. Yeah. It's like I'll give it a try and see what happens. Well, and, and then you just try like, it intellectually, for not it makes that long. sense. Intellectually, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, and then you try it for not that long, and you start to feel better. You're like, oh shit, this is yeah, this is some real fucking shit right here. Well, and you just like what really convinced me of doing it is like you just have to look from the perspective of like what would your ancestors have eaten? They would have eaten mostly meat and yeah, grains. That's what your body is that's evolved what, to process for thousands of years. That's what we yeah. we've evolved to eat. And those guys were svelte. Yeah, and they could eat as many, but like they didn't have as much access to food. Like mm-hmm. we just get a fucking get they bacon would, and they, egg. Every all the time, time they got a meal, think about it. Every time they got a meal, they probably stuffed their fucking face. Yeah, and then they probably didn't eat for another couple days. Mm-hmm. I saw this thing about there's these two guys in an African tribe that when you turn a certain age, you have to go out and kill your first meal to bring back to the village. The Maasai tribe. They were Africa. out there hunting. Yeah, it, well, I don't know, but it was in Africa. The ones that they hunt. Lions. They were literally sitting. No, 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 they were just they were just trying to kill something to bring back oh. to the tribe. But they were sitting in their little makeshift blind, their little stick hut thing. They were sitting in there for six days. On the first day, they saw a, like a kudu or something, and they had a chance to kill it, but they missed it. They shot one arrow and they missed it and it ran away. Then they didn't see anything for five more days. And on the sixth day, they finally saw something. It wasn't another kudu, but it was another deer type thing. And they shot it and killed it and brought it back to their tribe. And then they finally got to eat. It's like those motherfuckers went six days in the desert sitting in one blind yeah. without eating. I'm sure they had something to drink. But it's like they fucking... Like you can obviously do that. Yeah. And the only thing that they have found to show positive uh, effects for like a longer lasting life. The only thing that they've really found that shows any significant evidence is fasting. Fasting is the only thing that's yeah. shown to increase life expectancy. Yeah. Which well, is crazy. Well, it, it increases, it naturally increases your testosterone, your HGH, human growth hormone. Well, and like people whose parents went through famine or ancestors went through famine are more likely to be obese. Yeah. Like those traits, those well, traits Well, it's because it's mental traits of like you're more susceptible to thinking that every time you eat, 
it's the last It's the one, last. Which makes me think that I had to have had a lot of famine in my family when I was younger. Because well, I, I, anytime I had the freedom to like really go for it, I'll pretty much eat everything I can. When we get, as if it's like, my last meal. When we meal. get pizza or something. Yeah. But it's also like, I'm not going to leave this pizza for someone else. Well, I'll... Yeah, I'll pretty much eat till I'm sick if I'm really well, going for it. Yeah, that's what I love about that Louis C.K. bit where he's like, the meal doesn't end when I'm yeah. full. The meal ends when I hate myself. I hate myself 100%. Yeah. Well, and, uh, yeah, the meat the meat and greens thing is just the way to go. I mean, think about how many people are just so uneducated in how to diet. Yeah. That that's, like, they don't even know. I mean, yeah, a lot of we have a lot of fast food restaurants, and a lot of people just do that because it's convenient. But a lot of people also play grocery shop and don't even know what to buy to be healthy. Yeah, well, and like people don't realize that like food to eat healthy is maybe slightly more expensive than like you know quick food. Slightly, but it's very. But it's also not you because could, dude, you could buy a carton of eggs and bacon, and you can buy so much lettuce. Yeah. For four dollars, when a fast food meal costs you ten. Do hard boiled eggs for your kids for breakfast, like whatever yeah, it is. A nice hard boiled egg, yeah, that, yeah. Like, like there's protein. so much shit that you can do. Yeah. That's fairly easy and inexpensive. Yeah. If you know, but the problem is, is a lot of people don't even know how to buy or prepare food that is healthy. But that's what's nice is once you actually take. Once you actually make the effort of learning how to do it yourself, like make, so like if if you decide that you're going to like really commit to like eating not too many carbs, not too much sugar to where you're mostly like really preparing meals for yourself and stuff, it forces you to become a better cook. And then you actually learn by like week four, week five, you go, hey, I really enjoy cooking. And then by week six, you're at the grocery store going, hey, I could use this. I could use this. Well, I've never even tried this. Yeah. Like, if you if you can change your mindset about the way you eat, the whole world opens up to you that you didn't even realize previously existed. Like, yeah. the same can be said for losing weight. Like, if you can get from... Okay, I've found this with pretty much anything if you're about to do something. All you got to do is get going. If you can get going for 10 minutes, it's going to... Admit to yourself, it's gonna be fucking shitty for ten minutes. I'm gonna want to quit every minute of like, that think ten about minutes. If you have but a, once you hit that ten minute mark, then you start cruising. You go, I can do five like, more minutes. Like you haven't worked out for a year. Yeah. You haven't worked out. You haven't done any sort of jogging or running for a year. But you go out. You wake up early. You go out before work just to you like you're just around the block. You just jog for ten minutes around the block. It's gonna hurt. But then as soon as you catch your breath back, you're gonna be like, holy shit, like. I feel great right now. Just yeah. breathe, like taking these deep breaths that I when I need oxygen. A runner's high. That feels so good. It, it only it only takes one block to get your blood pumping again. Yeah. But it just takes you doing something to realize what you're missing out on. Yeah. To make you like want to fucking do that. Well, it goes for running. It goes for work. It goes for almost everything. I think right about 15 minutes is always where you settle into your groove. Yeah. Like if you can hit that 15-minute mark, you settle into your groove. Yeah. For the most part. I would agree. Yeah. So it's worth it. And 
But the problem is Americans just are too lazy to do that, and I'm saying that categorically. Yeah, I mean, I mean, let's it, talk about the Biggest Loser. Wait, no, you go with what you're saying. Then we'll talk well, about I was the Biggest just, Loser. I was just backing up what you said. What you said, Americans are lazy. And you're just talking categorically. It's like, yeah, you have to say that because there's no obesity problem, and there would not be an obesity problem if we weren't lazy. And it's so better to shame. Say, so you can say on the whole that there is an obesity problem. That Fat we shaming are lazy. works. We are lazy. Fat shaming does work. Yeah. And, like, it's one thing if you're proud of it. It's like, okay, you can be proud of it, but you have to admit, you have to at least admit that it's not healthy. That's what's kind of nice about The Biggest Loser is The Biggest Loser is fat shaming disguised as an inspirational show. Yeah. Fat shaming and sort of fat humiliation disguised as an inspirational show. Now, they're not mutually exclusive. No. They can work as both. Because I'll yeah. tell you what, at times when I was, like, pretty overweight, like, The Biggest Loser... To some degree, was inspiring because they they put these fat people through such embarrassing challenges. Like we're gonna stick you guys in a room and don't eat that pizza, and like these fat people like struggle. They cry. there's so much crying. Fat there's people so cry crying. a lot. Yeah, and it's because they're depressed, and it's it's for a couple reasons. A, they cry because going through major life changes like that, where you're really trying to make a change, is emotional. So there's that. And it's hard as. And fuck. it's hard. And it's hard. So there's that. And then on top of that, they're they're used to eating shitty food, so the way that it reacts in their gut makes them emotional. Yeah. Like, you can't help but be sort of depressed if you're heavy. Because the food you take in, and then the amount of just shit that you have to then haul around, it's just exhausting. Yeah. And so, and so the biggest loser, though, it's super unhealthy, the way that they do it. That... I don't... Do they still do it? Do you know? The Biggest Loser? Yeah. I'm sure they do. You think? I mean, well, I mean, I don't know, but... I don't know, man. Fat acceptance is like... I mean, fat acceptance is the baby brother to Black Lives Matter and stuff. They've done a Celebrity Biggest Loser. They've done a lot. I'm sure they've done a Celebrity Biggest Loser? Yeah. Sounds hilarious. I, dude, they've done, I'm sure they yeah, have. Axel Rose on there. Why wouldn't it be going on? I mean, a lot of people look at it as like a positive thing. I'm sure it's Because of the on. fat shaming. Yeah, but movement. fuck them. No, I know, obviously, but like to. all networks are kowtowing to fucking no, yeah. activists now. Yeah. So like that's, I, that seems like a show. Again, when they first started the show, the first few seasons, uh, their catchphrase before they cut a show, uh, cut a person out of the show was, it's time to cut the fat. Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> like, literally, the most serious part where somebody has to leave the ranch and go home, they go, it's time to cut the fat. But Fatty. here's the thing. There's no, like, there's no healthy fast food option. Like, Subway is touted as this healthy. Yeah, Subway's all bread. Yeah, Subway Your best is option so is like an egg McMuffin. Because it's, it's, it's. Honestly. It's egg, ham, and cheese. Not good for you, cheese, but like. It's egg, ham, and cheese, and then an English muffin. You're not supposed to eat dairy, really, which is fucked. Yeah, I know. I'm trying I to cut back on dairy, dairy a little bit. Though. I'm not going to stop eating cheese. I'm not going to stop eating cheese. I draw the line at cutting back on cheese. Yeah. I'm all about cheese. God, I love cheese. But what are you going to do? That's the thing. is, it's Everyone's so misinformed, yeah. and you have to really try to learn how to diet. And, well, there's a shitload of trial and error because there's so many there's, different and there's ways nowhere to do you it. can really go to get healthy food other than the grocery store, and you have to know what you're buying. Yeah, yeah. If you're if you intend to lose, so 
couple things. If you intend to lose weight, you need to do a lot of research before you go to the store. And number two, if you intend to lose weight, you need... Let me see how I can put this. It can't be like a short-term like game. Yeah. Like if you're if you intend to lose weight for the long term, you're going this person that I am now is no longer going to be a person because that person is disappearing because I'm crafting a new person who works hard. And like you can't be that same person mentally if you intend to lose weight that no. you were beforehand. You have to be that person loves food. You obviously have to become stronger and more disciplined to fight off the urges that you have that got you in that position. Yeah, but what they'll realize is then when you have a cheat day, which everybody should have a cheat day, or at least a cheat meal, depends on what your goals are, but at least it, but like a cheat day, like when you finally get that cheat day, God, food tastes good, beer tastes good, ice cream, and then you it, also dude. feel get like everything. and then you also feel like shit. You feel and like you shit realize, on Sunday. And you realize how bad it is. Exactly. It's so the you, perfect so reset. So it's more motivation to eat right again. Every Sunday is like, every Sunday is like, God, I'm depressed. I wonder why I'm depressed. Oh, it's because I ate all that carbs and sugar yesterday. Yeah. If I had eaten pretty well, probably wouldn't feel like this. Yeah. Like, it makes it super easy to, like, notice why you feel the way you feel. And then you go... And, and it, it, it also helps because then when you go to make your next, you know, meal choice, you go, yeah, I could have the, you know. The breaded bun the breaded, or I could yeah. have the lettuce wrap. Yeah, well, but you, well, yeah, you have that option, but then you also go, I can have the breaded bun, but the trade-off is I'm just going to feel shittier yeah. for the rest of the day. So why or I can go the lettuce, I'm not going to enjoy it as much. But I'm going to go through the rest of the day feeling pretty goddamn good. Like, I'm not going to enjoy this minute right now as much. Yeah. But I'm going to enjoy the next two hours way more. Exactly. And you won't be as hungry because carbs I know and sugar I'm not naturally to eat trigger fr- I know the I'm hunger also, mechanism. I also know I'm not supposed to eat french fries. You're not supposed to eat, like, saturated fats and stuff. Yeah. But well, I'm not going to stop yeah. eating french fries. Well, it's, it's more, it's more the starch yeah. than the fat. But I'm going to keep eating french fries. I fucking love potatoes. Well, you can. But actually, homemade french fries are not bad for you at all. Yeah, I if mean, you if make, you're talking about with, like, olive oil? Oh, I'm just talking about, like, anywhere I go out to get food, I'm eating their fries, where they probably deep fry them. Yeah, I'm talking homemade french fries. Well, yeah, I'm obviously... Those are actually pretty good for Is you. Is that where you just slice up potatoes, potatoes and, and then you put some olive oil on it? And then bake them, yeah. Yeah. But I'm talking about, like, when I go out to a, like... You, like, if I go to... Yeah, I mean, get fries. You just have to deal with the reality that it's gonna set you back. Yeah, but I don't give a shit. I love. Yeah, no, fries. I mean, but and that's get, the thing is, some people like you don't have to give a shit. Some people give a shit because they want to get to where they want to get faster. Like I just, I give a shit to the point where like I want to feel better. Yeah. But I'm not a fucking freak where I'm not. I'm gonna cut myself off of off of everything I like. You know what I mean? Well, and that's exactly the way that like most people I, like. I understand that I shouldn't diet, eat French so. fries every day. Yeah. But if I'm out on a fucking Friday or Thursday or whatever and I want some fries, I'm going to fucking eat them. Yeah. So, but there's also there's also a, a key to being disciplined, but also uh, lenient. On, like, you know, like... It's called Hold On Loosely. It's a song yeah. by 38 Special and it applies to this. But it does part. apply to this. It's like, it's like, yeah, hold on to your diet, but like, like it's okay if you stray off of it. Don't, don't beat yourself up too bad. Well, Just, here's the biggest thing you don't want to do is you don't want to accidentally eat 
badly for part of the day and then go, fuck it, I've already screwed up. Might and then do the it again. Yeah. Exactly. Or the rest of the week. So you eat. So you eat a exactly. So you eat a bad lunch. Just let you eat a bad lunch. Yeah. Get back on track. Reel it in, right at dinner. Refocus. Right at dinner, you got to get back on track. Right at dinner, just go. No carbs. Steak. No sugar. Steak going salad. Straight steak. Steak and steak salad, salad. Eggs and bacon. Yeah. Whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Uh, and, and that would help a lot of people. And honestly, if. Seriously, I think there's something to be said about the obesity crisis slightly being linked to the fact that the mental health of the country in general was more has gone down. Yeah, absolutely. Part of that is because people are unhappy because they're fat fucks. If like we, being a fat fuck or even eating like a fat fuck, thinking a, you're a fat fuck in any way will make you feel like a shitty being person. Being a fat fuck and working in an office is not good for your mental health. No, at all. No, that's that's gonna that's harm. That's probably top three worst things for your health. Oh, yeah, like if sure. you're if you're that's why those people die like early. If you're a fat fuck, then you're uncomfortable. Just whatever you fucking say, you're uncomfortable in your body. If you're a fat fuck, you're uncomfortable. I'm sorry. Fat I've fuck. been I've been a fatter. I've been a bigger dude. When when you're just a fat guy, you're uncomfortable. Yeah, sweat a lot. That you you sweat a lot. You, sweat you don't want to take your. Sh- you don't ever want to come in a situation where you're around water. You're just uncomfortable in well, your... Well, s- water's fine, just no chicks. Which yeah. is the problem, because, like, chicks... You like want you, chicks. Dude, if you can look good with your shirt off, like, you're pretty much in. Like, you may not get a wife that way, but you're gonna get... Laid. You're gonna get laid. And, like, you might as well utilize that while you're 25. So, it's just... I mean, the, there's no... Like, I get that people are happy and confident with their plus-size bodies. That's fine. But you can't tell me that you're as healthy as somebody who's that's, not that way. That's the thing. Like, good for them that, like, they're confident. But should they be confident? Because it's killing them. I mean, they like, can be confident. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But they have to admit. No, I'm, yeah, I mean, it's everybody's body. But they have body. to admit that it's killing them and that they're unhealthy. Like, yeah. I don't care how confident you are, but you have to admit, if you die younger, it's not a surprise because your heart is probably covered in fat. Yeah, if you're happy, I'm happy that you're happy because everybody deserves to be happy. Yeah, 100%. And, and you should be but able to live the know, way you want to live. But how do you know if you've been fat your whole life? How do you know that you want to be happier, skinnier? Exactly. You don't. You don't. Like, you can't even comprehend how different your mind can change if you eat different. Like, it's... Okay, I want to make this point. And I want to make this point clear, ladies and gentlemen. Like the Aryan race... Clear or the Scientologists who go clear. Clear. Or like right you don't even and I'm I'm telling this to everybody who is like a fat fuck. You don't even realize how fat you are. How much better like clearer your mind can become and just like how different your mental health can how differently your brain can even operate. If you've if you've decided to eat right and exercise and take cold showers, that helps too. If you make that commitment for even a month, and, it, and it's with without even any effort on your part, your body will do it for you. It will transform your mind for you to a way that you will be happier. You will react better to people. It's just better. And anyone who anyone who says that that's fat shaming or in any way a critique of anything. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Because think about how many of our ancestors were fucking fat. Like, really, a lot <laughs> of our ancestors. Think about how many of them were fat. 
before this last generation. Probably not, not fucking many. Not a lot. For our grandparents, the generation before that, there were probably not a lot of fat people. In fact, they used to worship fat people because they thought that Fatties. they thought that it was a sign of like of of riches to have enough money to afford to be fat. And that doesn't happen that much anymore, but black dudes do worship fat white chicks. They don't, I don't know if worship's the right word, but they do enjoy uh, the, they do that, enjoy dude. their if company. If they're into that ass, dudes will worship an ass. They don't enjoy act like their they won't. company. I've heard of ass worship. That's not racist, it's true. I've heard of dudes ass. Dudes will worship an ass even okay, here's the deal. Different strokes for different folks. Like, not all black dudes like super fat chicks, but there's a strange, like, amount of, amount of, like, black people in particular, black dudes in particular, that really love fat white chicks. It's a phenomenon. That's, that's not a knock on either, either of them. It's just, like, it's that's, just an, a, that's it's an interesting just a noticeable coincidence, like, And I'm sure whatever. there's a reason, and I'm sure some of them know exactly why they like it. I mean, is it just they like the more cushion for the pushing? Who knows? I don't know, and here's the thing. If you want to stay fat... They're chubby chasers, but you know what? Do you want to be a winner? It's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, yeah, you can be fat if you want, but you have to know overall that it's not good for you. It's not a healthy yeah. It's not a healthy place to be. Who do you want to be, Chris Hemsworth or Chris Christie? You know? <laughs> Chris, yeah, definitely Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. But, like, think about how many it came in were fat. Not a, a lot. lot. Because no animal in the, in the animal kingdom... Is fat as fat for no reason. Yeah. None of them are fat to a point where it makes them lethargic and slow. No animal just for no reason becomes clearly obese to where they can't move. Yeah. That never happens. Like there are fat Unless animals. They're sick, yeah. There are fat animals that need fat blubber to keep them warm in cold water or something. But there are no just for no reason fat animals. Yeah. It's not a thing in nature except for in humans. Which are every bit as part of nature as everything else. Yeah, well, and, like, I, like, my whole life growing up, like, I was a fat kid, and, like, it wasn't that fun to get called fat, and I know it's not that fun for people to get called fat, but here's the thing, like, just, like, the people who argue against it, like, don't call me fat, or, you know, anybody who reacts like, don't call me this, don't judge me this way, it's like, obviously people shouldn't judge. But predispositions are bad. But, okay. pe- but people are going to judge A and B. Like I know that, like you could maybe you're a really healthy person who just has a glandular disorder and you're fat. You probably are. That sucks. But like the physical shape of like it it, it it connotes a certain lifestyle. Like, you want your body to be a represent, representation of a lifestyle that you live. Your body's a temple. Like, do you want do you want people to think that, like, you're this tough-ass rock climber, like, you're going out, like, hitting the gym during the weekends, like, this guy really, or this gal or whoever, this what? person really gets out there and gets it, or do you want them to think, oh, these people like to sit at home, eat ice cream, and watch soap but operas all day. Seen- it's not your fault that, like, or it is your fault, but, like, that, that's what happens, like, body types. People have certain opinions on it, whether it's correct or not about you personally. That's what certain body types convey, and you just have to accept that and either be willing to change it or go, people are going to think of me as a fat fuck who is kind of lazy, and whether that's true or not, that's how people are going to see it. So you can either, like, get on board with that and change it, 
or be willing to resign yourself to, yeah, I'm gonna have to feel like a fat fuck most of my life. Like, you ever see one of those sick fucks that never brushes their teeth? One of those sick fucks? That never brush their teeth? Yeah. It's like, you have brown fucking teeth right now. Your teeth are yellow. There is a part of your body that everybody can see, and you don't take care of it and it looks like shit. What do I think the rest of your fucking body or the rest of your personality is like if you don't even fucking take care of your one thing that everyone can see all the time? Yeah. Like, all you have to do is fucking brush your fucking teeth and you don't look like that. But you're such a fuck that you can't even brush your fucking teeth. People with great teeth are weird. Like, it's crazy how somebody can let their teeth get to that point. Because, like, it's a tooth and a tooth. It's, it's toothbrush and toothpaste. Once it's so like cheap. you literally it's so cheap. you literally don't even have to brush once a day. You literally don't. People say you should brush twice a day and that's probably true. You but if you yeah. brush once every other day or even honestly once every couple days, if you just keep a decent br- don't let the fucking plaque build up shit get on there. There are so many people that have just the most disgusting fucking teeth. I, I like know. brushing my teeth because I just like how like it makes me feel. I like to rub my tongue across it right after I brush because I never had br- I never had braces. You're lucky. But I always bitch. hear I always heard that like when you get your braces off, your teeth feel real slimy. Yeah. And the closest thing I can equate to that is when I brush my teeth, and I just kind of they just feel real clean. I mean that's the closest I can get to that. Yeah. People my- need to lose weight. They need to brush their teeth. Honestly, we just need to take better care of our bodies. Like, this doesn't even need to be an obesity topic. This just needs to be like a take care of yourself topic. Here's my opinion. There are two reasons people aren't taking care of themselves. Number one is because we don't know what's coming next. The world could end any day, and I think every day it feels more like it than the day before. And then number two, we like Americans especially, but really all around the world, we promote fat acceptance and I know you should be proud of your body but oh, to, yeah. but but when you promote that people should be happy about who they are instead of striving to be somebody that I'm kind of stealing this from Jordan Peterson but people instead of being happy with who you are be excited about the person that you could be because being happy with who you are is the quickest way to get nothing done and become depressed. Exactly. Because saying I have all I need is not is not the right way to go through life. Even though it's a good it seems like a good idea to say I have all I need. Humans are not made to be satisfied. Once you become yeah. satisfied, you get fat and happy and you get fucking gun you get you get chased down from behind because you start to get this feeling of Oh, I've done what I need to do. I'm satisfied. I can I can sit back and relax. And as soon as you sit back and relax, you get fucking something else catches up to you. Yeah. Humans are not meant. Wolf's always at the door. Nothing in nature is meant to be satisfied. Yeah. You literally have to fight for every fucking thing to just live. We are so bred. We are, it is so ingrained in us to fight every day to live that we think that the last the luxuries of the last. 200 years are enough to change us? Get the fuck out of here. We've been bred like this for maybe millions, uh, definitely hundreds of thousands of years. We've been it's a bred blink of a blink of a blink of an eye. In the history of time. Yeah. What we have created in the last however long. Yeah. And it could easily be gone like that. And yeah. we don't even fucking... <clears throat> yeah. And, uh, you know, when... When and if the apocalypse goes down while we're all living, um, 
let's face it, the fatties are going down first. The fatties are obviously going down first because they're not, well... They're like, respect not- yourself enough. Okay, look, hey, let, let, me, let me go back because I've had quite a few times in my life where I've been fat and, like, I tried really hard and I couldn't get past it. Look, yeah, it's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy, but... That doesn't mean that what I'm about to say isn't true. And what I'm about to say is respect yourself enough to put in the work to make sure... Okay, you've got you right now and you've got you in the future. What would you like that you in the future to, to have? Would you like that you in the future to be better prepared and better situated to tackle an even further project... Would you rather have me be the same fat fuck that you are now? Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, you may not be perfect right now, but if you do something in the present, you can be a better person. You can envision a person in the future who is you, but is better. Yeah. And if you do things now, you can become that better person. And then that better person can then say, what can I do now to be the better person a year from now? Yeah. And like, you can keep that cycle going and like... The wolf is always at the door. You can, like, if you... I'm going to steal from Jordan Peterson again. You can either go through the pain of doing the work that you know you have to do, which isn't going to be easy, but it's it's work, but it's going to make you feel better in the long run. Or you can do nothing, take the nihilist approach, which is nothing matters, and in which case, yeah, great, nothing matters. You don't have to worry about anything, but the flip side is then you suffer existential angst, yeah, which is time. worse, all in my opinion. So... Yeah, you might as well work towards something worth working for. Otherwise, you're gonna like you're gonna suffer either way. So suffer, choose the suffering that's worth suffering. Like you can either choose your suffering or suffer. Might as well choose, choose your own. Choose your own suffering. And then the suffering will be less and less as you. And you climb can also work. You can also work towards reducing your suffering if you know yeah. what you're suffering from. Exactly. So you can try to better it. It's just people just. <clears throat> People don't know what. People don't know what it is that they're suffering from, because if you really think about it, everything that's happened in the last sixty years happened so fast. Yeah. Dude, it hasn't even been a hundred years since Hitler. Like, a lot has happened in like a really short period of time, especially if we're talking globally speaking. Like, it's been such a short amount of time that tremendous. Catastrophes, triumphs, evils, amazing, incredible things have happened in like the last 60 to 80 years. <coughs> and like, we still have, you and I still like have that amount of time ahead of us. Ahead, yeah. And like, things change, are changing at an ever increasing rate. Who even knows what we're going to be looking at in a few years from we now? We already have, we already have, uh, what the fuck is that called? Um, Skyrim. Alternate realities or whatever. What is that called? Um, 3D when you go to a you know, when you go to uh, 3D 3D goggles. No, yeah, uh, but it's, it's fucking god damn it. How alternate I, reality? Uh, how virtual reality. Virtual reality. We already have virtual reality. We're like we we were talking about this today at work. Let's be real. We Kevin, were talking we have about virtual reality inside of virtual reality. Think about we were talking about this at work. What if you could do a virtual reality tour? Where you put on the goggles in your living room and you're inside a shark tank with great whites all around you. 
so that is insane. So you sick. can literally see how big it is right next to you while you're sitting in your living room. Yeah, in a, you get on board with that. They make Ladies it look, and gentlemen, close your eyes and picture it, this yourself, they especially make it if you're driving. look like you're in a fucking shark cage. And you're just in virtual reality with a seven foot great white swimming right in front of you. Seven you foot? Seven foot? Seven, modest, 16 modestly, to 20 foot? Modestly. About 16 modestly, to 20 foot? Yeah, okay. You get fucking jaws. You get a mammoth 24 foot female. Swimming right in front of you like a whale, and then you get a you get a 3D camera of a killer whale attacking a great white. Yeah. Somehow you get that footage on a 3D camera. Yeah. Or on a virtual reality camera, and you can fucking watch it. That is fucking insane. That is insane. Uh, maybe they could apply that to like fat people using a treadmill, to where like you could like put on a Twinkie bird. in front of them and they just run. <laughs> I was thinking fratties. like I was thinking like no fatties. Virtual virtual reality goggles where like you're running like maybe maybe you do like a horror one where you're like running Willy away Wonka. from something that seems really real. Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Yeah, maybe an Oompa getting after you. Yeah, you know, so like I feel like that could be used in like because people already do the thing where like they're on the stationary bike it, or on the treadmill. Yeah. There's like a screen in front of them that shows them running through yeah. Manhattan. Or, or something. Whatever, yeah. Yeah. So, like, they could maybe do that. That'd be interesting. Fascinating. I mean, we're fucking on the brink of some crazy shit. I know. I, That's the thing. I, I think we... You and I talk about this all the time. Like, the fact that we just, like, happen to be alive during the craziest time possibly in human history. Well, the, here's the thing. of the internet. Here's the, the thing. The of the here's internet the is thing, ridiculous. Though. Here's the thing is, I think whenever you're born... You're born in the craziest time because it progressively it just keeps getting crazier and crazier. I agree, so but there was kids, something different about the internet. Well, no, yeah, we were around. The internet is specifically. In, it's like it's, the internet is like being around for the invention of tools. Yeah. Like when people first started using hammers. Think about if you were the generation, and obviously that took more than one generation. The internet came by like that. But think about if you were part of the generation that discovered the tools or the wheel. Think about the genera- the generation yeah. that discovered the wheel. You now can just push things across land easy. You're you're building the pyramids. You're doing all this shit. We just got that with the internet and the millennium. We lived through all that. We lived through. We all showed that. up for the millennium. We like that's pretty crazy. We basically reinvented the wheel with the internet. And I mean, like that's a bit right there. If you can if you can crank out some jokes around it. But, like, we were around basically for the invention of the wheel. We might see the cure for cancer. The Here's cure the deal. for AIDS. There's a very good chance. I don't want to say a very good chance we, because the, the earth could still go down. But there's a good chance that we could see the next century based on, like, just longevity advances in science and technology. And, like, yeah. there's a very good chance we could be, like, the first generation to not only see a new set, to see two centuries, but also millennium. We, cause like, I was aware enough at eight years old to remember when. I remember where I was. was yeah, I remember where I celebrated the new year. Yeah, like for sure. So I was up in Washington at my uncle's house. I was just at my grandparents' house. My parents went out to party because they thought the world might be going down. Might as well leave the kids. Well, I mean, yeah, you were eight, so you couldn't go out to bars. I but I mean, I was up in Washington where everyone was drinking without us. We were just there. We just got to. I bet a lot of people did an end of the world party similar to the one we did for 2012. Yeah, 
I, I bet, bet they did. Or I mean, ours. Dude, was, I bet people got fucked up. Like really thinking about it now. The one I was at was fun as fuck. I, I remember, like I was having fun, and I obviously was so. I was eight. Yeah. I obviously was sober, but I was having a fun as fuck. Sounds good. That sounds like a good time. But. But yeah, I mean, we've seen a lot of crazy things, and everybody listening to this right now has seen some of the craziest things that I think humans have ever seen. Like, I'm not, you know, say what you want about the cavemen and stuff. They saw a lot of crazy stuff, but, like, they couldn't fathom the fact that, like, Kevin and I are talking to a microphone, and now we get to talk to all of you. Anyone. Not only those of you out here in the audience as we speak to you right now, but also those of you online and around the world. Listening later, yeah. To our millions of fans listening later. That's crazy. Like how? Like they would. They didn't even know. They didn't even know that there was a person outside of everyone that they had met. Yeah. They, for all they knew, they had met everyone on the in the world. Yeah. As far as they knew, think about that. They thought they had seen the entire world based on where they had walked. They couldn't fathom a desert if they lived in the forest. Like we may have never seen Mm -hmm. anything else. If you have never left your hometown, you have, may have never seen anything else, but you know exactly how big the world is. Yeah. If you want, if you want to know, you can know exactly how big the world is. They didn't know anything outside of what they had seen. That is what is fucking absolutely crazy. Inland people where don't know what a walk, shark is. Where all. we walk every day, where you drive on the highway, used to be jungle and there used to be fucking dinosaurs walking there. Not a lot of fat people. anything. No fat people. That all used to just be wild fucking terrain for dinosaurs to do whatever the fuck they were doing. Yeah. Everything was just wild and way bigger than it is now. It's supposed to be wild. Like, the fucking earth is a crazy motherfucker crazy. when you really think about it. Yeah. We can't define anything. That's... I mean, I feel like we come back to this a lot, but, like, that's what it all comes down to. We like, can't define We anything. can't define anything. And... Like I said, did I say it on the podcast about the Jordan Peterson? Or was that before? That was before. That was off-air. Oh, off-air. That, that was in show prep, ladies off, and gentlemen. That was an off-air story. Feel free to say it now, though, on air for our listeners. Oh, um, <laughs> I took a bunch. I took some mushrooms the other day and watched. What? Oh, no, 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 nothing. I didn't. I didn't know you were going to tell the whole story. I thought you were just going to tell the part that you were talking about, but it doesn't matter. Oh, I was. I was going to make that really short. Yeah, it doesn't. Matter. I took some mushrooms the other day and watched a YouTube video I about the existence of God, and. <laughs> Just, and then we just gloss over that part. That's what I was like. Gonna do. I, I know, but I overreacted, and then it, we made a scene about it, and I didn't need to do what I did. I think. And then you just gloss over. I took some mushrooms and watched a video about the existence of God. Look. And let me tell you. Let me tell you what I found. I found it quite trite, quite boring, <laughs> quite boring. No amateur. I mean, I mean it was interesting. <laughs> And now I've, I've forgotten what we were talking about originally. That made me bring that up. <laughs> Dude, I don't... Weed, man. I, I, oh, I threw it all off by over-exaggerating something <laughs> that I didn't even give a shit about. I don't... Okay. Well, nevertheless... Um, Obesity is a problem. Wait, 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 wait. I'm, I... Consciousness, man. 
Jordan Peterson. <laughs> Jordan Peterson. Um, Fat motherfuckers. Well, just the history. God damn it. I had some that I thought was going to be really interesting, and now I can't remember. It doesn't matter. At all. doesn't matter at all. Uh, <laughs> biggest loser, obesity. It's a problem. Dude, it sucks when you see just like a real fat kid. Yeah. Because he just... He, did, he doesn't know any better. He can't he stand help it. His chance. parents are just giving him fat shit. His parents are just giving him shit that makes him fat. They're giving him fat shit, and now they've got a fat shit for a son. Yeah. It's like, what are you supposed to fucking do? Wears a lot of pants with the title Husky. Yeah. And there's nothing he can do about it. There's not. But that's the thing. It's like, at the same time, a lot of people feel that way. It's like, oh, I've got kids. I've got this. I've got that. My job's too demanding. I've got, you know, whatever. It's like, yeah, that makes your potential of getting this done tougher. But, like, is it something you want to do? Then fucking focus on it and fucking do it. Do you want to feel better? Then do it. Like, okay, you don't have to do it. Like, don't plan on doing it forever. Don't pick an extreme program, but be like, Just one day try running for 15 minutes a day for a week. Yeah. Just one week, try running 15 minutes a day. Don't consult your doctor. Don't do all that. <laughs> like, I mean, you probably should if you really, like, think, think that it's an issue. I think anyone can run but, like, for 15 to, minutes. But that's my thing. Like, to... You don't... Look, you know what you're capable of. Push yourself a little bit beyond that, but don't kill yourself. And, like, you're, yeah, you're more capable of things than you think you are. Be responsible with it. Be responsible. But just, just try to go out there and improve yourself every day. And just fucking eat all the meat and leafy greens you want. Mean leafy greens. Leave the carbs for the dolphins. And carb the leaves. Carb the leaves. I got to. <laughs> on the, I mean, on that note. Yeah. We'll be back with a story after the break. Eat fresh. Eat fresh. It's practical. It's portable. It's percolating. It's the practical portable percolating hydroponic pipe. It's the end of the world after all, so we thought we'd make it a bit more groovy. That's right. A collapsible water pipe, or bong, as it's known in the community. It's the apocalypse, folks. What have you got to lose? The practical portable percolating hydroponic pipe. Indoors by Deerfield Foxcroft. Check out the other products in his line, including the Kettlebell Kit and his new book, Doobies with Deerfield. This week's story, Tyson's Birthday. So, Kevin and I, I, I don't know how many of you out there bowl, 
I mean, probably most of you, and if you don't, you probably fucking should. But here's a fun little bowling story for you. It's a fun little bowling story. It's a fun little bowling story. So I work at a place where we uh, sell chemical and fertilizer and whatnot to farmers. Obviously, as you've heard from our podcast, Austin owns a farm. Yo, yo. I used to work on the farm. Yo, yo. So our businesses intermingle sometimes. Yo, yo. One of my co-workers, who's a pretty good friend of mine, a little bit older. Well, he's 30, but he's, I mean, he's a pretty good friend. Well, he, and he's married to somebody he married, who's in your yeah, class. He married a girl that was in my class at my school. So, I mean, like, we're pretty close. Yeah. And you know him from going in there and getting I know, but I knew, I knew her back in the day. Yeah. So, I mean, he was having a birthday and his girl, his wife, girlfriend, I want to just call everyone I know significant other girlfriend. Yeah, welcome to adulthood. Yeah, but, yeah, a lot but of them some are people married. are married. So, sometimes you have to say fucking wife. So, his wife invited me on Facebook to a secret birthday party. So... Yeah. They are everyone, at a big bowling at a alley. big bowling alley with like an arcade bar, bar everything. The Blazers were playing, so we were going to watch the game. So everything's going on. So me and Austin show up a little bit late. Austin and I, no big deal. Austin and I, <laughs> apparently he went by himself. I felt like being the biggest douchebag of all time just now. No big deal. Welcome to your life. Yo, yo. <laughs> exactly. And fucking exactly. So we go there. I we're, can't help myself. We show up a little bit late. We're looking around for him. We go up and down the bowling alley. We don't see him. We go we up to the, everywhere. We go up to the bar. We don't see him. We order a beer. Yeah, it was a double level place. Bars on both levels. We go up to the bar. We order a beer. We look around. We don't see him. We look over the balcony. We don't see him. So we go back downstairs. I called his wife to see if she could answer, but she didn't answer. So we just started like looking around, and then finally we go down to this little bar area where you can eat. It's like a bar restaurant. Yeah. We finally find them. They clear some space in this fucking long ass table they have. We're sitting right across from. We're jiving with him, his sister, his wife, everybody. I'm just there as just like, like you're, the yeah. Bumper. Well, you were there because I didn't know what to walk into. Yeah. And walk in. in I was hindsight, not invited. That should be clear. I was just kind of. There. I told Samantha I was bringing you. Okay. So so she at least knew. Okay. But but I didn't know who was going to be there. So yeah. I was like, I need to at least bring one person I know so that if shit gets weird, I can we can get out of here or whatever. So I brought so you're coming with me and you you wanted to make friends with him and other people because you cross paths at work. Like yeah. it shit just like you just meet each other, you know. So we're so we go there. Turns out nobody else from work is there. It's just yeah, I know it's just like a bunch of his just friends. him and family and friends. Yeah, and it's like okay, this is a little weird. Kevin and I've already obviously started drinking. We've been drinking. We drank before we left. Allegedly, again, this might sound like we promote drinking and driving, but I certainly don't. We don't. I never had a DUI ever. I've been I've never had a DUI. I've never had a DUI. We're do not drink and drive, take an Uber. But we get there. We we're kinda like the two guys that don't know anyone, so we're kinda like out we're kinda on the outside hey. looking in. But then we start bowling and we don't have enough we don't have enough yeah, space well, we, for we, all we finish people. up dinner and then we go 
Let's refill on drinks and we'll go do some bowling. Yeah, we're, we're all moving out. They finally call our name. We're on the waiting list. Yeah. They call our name. So we go from our table out to the lane. But Kevin and I are... We're, we're, we're add-ons. So nobody's really thinking of thinking us when they're us. putting in the names yeah. for bowling. So they kind of run out of room. And they go, oh, no, we'll, we'll, we'll add you guys. And we go, okay, cool. Yeah, we'll play. And then they go, we you don't have, have enough room. Share. You guys got to share. So we're like, okay, we'll share. Whatever. We don't really give a shit. No, we're just kind of yeah. We're just kind of there to drink and like have a good time. We don't give a fuck. Yeah. So I go first ball, gutter ball. Obviously, that's Natch. how you start. Natch. Then I get a nine. Yeah, pretty good. Open frame, and then you go. I go and I get a strike. Fucking strike. And then I go. I get a nine, and then I pick it up for a spare. Yeah. Then you go and get a and strike. strike. And then I go, and I don't remember what I do, but I get another spare. Yeah. And then you go. And I get a strike. And get a strike. Yep. And so we're like, all right, Austin just got a turkey. I'm doing pretty, pretty well. Buzz is starting to surround our team. Yeah. They're playing People pretty well. We don't know about us. these strangers. We don't know about these strangers among us. People are watching us bull now. Yeah. I go up. People are starting to pay attention a little I bit. And think, I think I get a spare, but I think it's kind of... I think I, I I might have left an open frame, but I think I got a spare. Yeah. Because of our final score, I think I got a spare. Yeah. And then you finally double a strike. Yeah, I bowl a nine. But then you pick up the I spare. Pick up the spare. So we go spare, spare. Yeah. And then I bowl my first that strike. Was on, that was on the eighth frame. Yeah. Because afterwards is No, that was on... You were bowled the... I bowled three, the spare, and then the three. But then I bowled a strike. Then you bowled a strike. Yeah, you bowled a strike on the ninth frame. Yeah, and then I bowled a strike on the ninth frame, and then you bowled three strikes. And then I have it again, the tenth frame, and I bowled three strikes. On the tenth frame, and we got. Woo! Like, we, we got one ninety five. No, we. I thought we got two hundred nine. I thought we got two hundred five or two hundred nine. Really? I'm pretty sure we got two hundred. Okay. And so, like, we clearly beat the shit out of everyone who we've never met. People we've never met, and as far as they know, yeah. as far as they know, we're like the best bowlers they've we're ever just met. Dynamite bowlers. Then we go upstairs. My average is like 105. <laughs> if we're lucky on a good if day. If I'm lucky. Then we go upstairs and start playing video games. And we just start fucking killing it at all the Papa Shot and fucking... We're just hitting it. We're just playing so many fucking other arcade games. And we're all just chilling with just everyone. Just a couple of show ponies. And we're just fucking knocking drinks back. Yeah, just knocking a lot of drinks back. killing time with everyone. Yeah. Fuck, that was so fun, dude. That was such a fun little birthday party. That was a good time, and uh, yeah, I would go to that again. I would do that whole thing again. That was fun as fuck. So, but ladies and gentlemen, it would behoove you to practice your bowling skills because you never know when, Look, like, it might come in handy. Not every, not We're every not good story, bowlers, not every mind story you. has to be an epic story, but sometimes plan is just a line. And things just fucking happen, and you just want to tell people about it because that's a story in itself. Yeah, you guys. We are not so particularly great bowlers. No, certainly. But not. we bowled out of our fucking minds in this particular moment. We bowled because our dicks things off. just work out for us for whatever the reason. We just planets align, and we're the beneficiaries. I don't know what else to tell you. Bowling. All right. Um, so yeah, and and we yeah we got hammered. It was a classic night, and uh, now it's time for our inspirational quote of the day. This week's quote brought to you by Noam Chomsky. There are two problems for our species survival: 
nuclear war and environmental catastrophe. And we're hurtling towards them. Knowingly. It's the end of the world as we know it.